0: Good day, everyone. This is Matt with a cup of freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. I got my cup of coffee and I'm ready to share with you today. We share and celebrate all things freedom in Christ, that Christ has truly set us free. If the sun has set you free, you are free indeed. And we talk about how that impacts every area of our lives as we as we live this Christian life and we can live in the abundance of his freedom that he has already provided. So uh, a few episodes ago, I started talking about this, you know, I wanted to dive in a little bit deeper to kind of the root of uh, some of my story with uh, struggling with a 20-year addiction to pornography and being a Christian at the same time. And so kind of unpack that a little bit more of of the why of that, right? Because it's always more about, uh, getting to the root, getting to the why—was I going to something, a fleshly behavior, for some unmet need or some identity issue that I had? I was looking to it for something. And then last time we talked about the kind of the root of this idea of our souls being thirsty. So if you missed those, I would encourage you to go back. But I want to kind of unpack this a little bit more because because we talked about last time how we're not uh, most of the time we're not even aware of this longing or this thirst that we have in our soul. And so we're, we're meant to turn inward, which I've talked about all the time, to, to our spirit, which where Christ lives in us, and we're to drink from the fullness that we have in Him. Do we even dare know the fullness that we have in Christ? Do we even know all that we have already available to us in Christ? I would say I didn't for a long time. I would say most Christians uh, don't. And so so there's this idea that we're to turn inward, that, that we're looking something f- to, to meet a need in the soul, and we're looking outward. We're looking externally instead of there's only a few crucial deep thirsts that we have that only God can meet. And sure, he can use other people on more of a surface level, but there are only a few needs and those core needs of unconditional love, acceptance, and worth, and value, those those can only be met at the deepest level in Christ, and so we have that He's already met that in us. But now the ongoing, the ongoing, uh, you know, journey for us is to drink from that. It's available to us to drink from that. And so, you know, John three, uh, John seven thirty seven, you know, uh, Jesus's words, right? He says, "If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink." So, yes, obviously, this is a salvation question, but it's also like, do we even recognize the thirst in our soul and do, and then do we drink are we drinking from this? But today I want to unpack this a little bit more because then I want to kind of individualize this a little bit and 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 that's the reason why i've 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 talked about i I've, I've called this episode sexualizing our pain," because that thirst in the soul a lot of times is some pain or some wound or some um you know emotional woundedness or whatever. And so we're going to this behavior, and we we can't seem to stop this behavior, whatever it may be. Uh, and we're using pornography for this example, uh, but yet the unrecognizable stuff, the thing that we don't even want to talk about or don't even want to go there, we've stuffed stuff down for so long. Is this is this soul pain the the, the soul the soul wounds that just uh, if we even go there, uh, the pain may be so unbearable that we don't even want to we don't even want to talk about. So what do we do? We've we've just kind of numbed it with whatever. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, right? But with with you know, we've numbed it with pornography. We've we've escaped with um with whatever that fleshly behavior may be. So I want to talk about this because you know, one one of the one of the real uh I guess fleshly appetites that's available to to us. Uh, is is taking that pain, taking those soul wounds, taking the thirst of the soul that, that we're meant to drink from the fullness of Christ in us, and instead we take that and then we we sexualize it. And we and, and and let me let me say this, we take the good and perfect gift of sexuality, which God has given to us as a gift, and we turn it into something that it was never meant to be. We turn it into something that's a demand or a lust or a medication or a or a soothing or a escape and it was a perfect gift that he created a perfect gift that he's given us and yet we've turned it into our appetite to be met and so we we've sexualized our pain i i, I did this this was this was the, the the emotional pain the pain of unworthiness and it ultimately was the pain of lying beliefs so, we can talk about emotional pain all we want, and it's there. But again, I've always tried to f- see that you tie this together. The emotions are tied to our thoughts and beliefs. Emotions are produced out of thoughts and beliefs. So, if I, I, I may have felt unworthy and rejected, but that, that, that became a thought and a belief that I am unworthy and I am, inject- I, I am worthy of being rejected. And so, that produced then in me these emotions that were wounded. And then obviously responses then, well, whatever is going to be available to me to to medicate that pain, to, to soothe the soul ache, the aching in the soul, right? So instead of really knowing and tasting the goodness and the fullness of Christ, which I didn't really know that I even had available to me, I still thought I had to go do something else or get something else I didn't have, I was it was available to me to drink from the living well of Christ in me. But we do that, right? We sexualize our pain, and that's that's an example of that. And I I use you know this we, we use this perfect gift that God's given to us, and we because of the thirst in our soul, because of the pain, in in, in our soul, we've we've externalized that, and we've 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 gone to this perfect gift that God's given to us, uh, to be used within the boundaries that He's given to us to use it within, and we've we've used it to um basically meet that meet that appetite that we have meet that meet that lust give us that relief in the soul and so one you know that 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 ache in the soul a lot of it is is disappointment we have this deep disappointment in the soul that we we can't you know we've been rejected or we're not worthy or something's just not going right and we we think it's emotional pain but go a little bit deeper because it's a lying belief the lying belief and the lying thought is always going to produce the emotion, which then is going to produce the re- the the, uh, the the reaction, the you know the response. And so we're living out of our feelings, and we're 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 numbing this unmet longing. And I'm using longing in, in in regards with thirst. And we're going to go. I'm going to do some episodes on longings because that's that's an important word that we that we can see in scripture. But it's this it's this unmet longing that we think we have in the soul. That's the thirst. Uh, and so we're going to go after whatever is out there to satisfy that. And for a time, it, it fulfills. Maybe it's a really short time, right? Pornog- you know, I went to pornography because in the in the immediate moment, it fulfilled it fulfilled something. Even though after 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 it was done, um, after I was done watching it, it was I I was more thirsty than ever before. But in that moment, it was like I felt kind of alive. I mean, again, I I, I said this a couple episodes ago you know, why would someone in my position who came from a great family, Christian upbringing, had had, had trusted Christ as a as, as Savior at seven years old, 16 years old, was first shown pornography, and there was something about it immediately that drew me in. I knew it was wrong, but yet why would this, this few minutes of looking at this draw me into this 20-year, almost like compulsion and obsession? And I think that's that's what I'm trying to get to the point of this is that there was this there was this longing, there was the soul to be known this was the soul ache to be known, to be, to be um to be wanted, to be desired, to be and I had that in Christ, but I didn't know it. I didn't I hadn't tasted it yet, I hadn't drank from the cup of that fullness. And so most of these most of these habits, these fleshly behaviors and I want you to hear me on this. Most of these habits, most of these, these struggles, these fleshly behaviors that we have, that we seem so powerless to, to overcome or so powerless to, to say no to or have any control, they actually grow out of these attempts of ours to, to relieve this thirst in our soul, to relieve this, this, almost sometimes it seems like it's this unbearable tension that we have of these unmet longings that we we want for for acceptance and worth and value, we just see it as oh we're wanting to go to pornography and look at you know, and all that. But there's a deeper need that's being met there, that we're seeking to get met there. And so these habits that we're so powerless to overcome, that's where they come from. That's the root of it. They come out of this attempt of ours to relieve this 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 soul pain. And so we sexualize our pain, right? And it's, 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 it's us not dealing with these soul wounds. First of all, recognizing the longing, not even being aware of it. We're seeking to get a need met apart from Christ. And that's, that's what the tension is. The tension then becomes that. And so, so I, was, I was a young man who was hooked on pornography because uh, the, the relief in that moment that it gave me was greater than any other joy that I was experiencing at the time, and it continued to be that way. Even though I had some joys later on in life of being married and being a father and all those things, by that time I had already been compulsively addicted to it. It was attractive when the, that pleasure, that, that momentary relief of the pain was greater than anything I could else, else I was experiencing. So can you relate? Can you imagine that, right? Is, it's all, Think of the things that you're struggling with. And they may not be a fleshly behavior. We've talked about the religious idea, too, of going to the what we call more the positive flesh, religion, doing good works, all the things that we were told to do. And getting our getting our um, needs met through that, so it can be that too. It's it's all of it is an attempt. All of it, however we want to call it, whatever we want to say, however we want to say it. It's the, it's this numbing of this ache of these of this uh, of, of the soul, these unmet longings, and to provide this satisfaction that for a time it may it may do it. And it fulfills almost like nothing else before because we don't even even know the fullness of what we have in Jesus. And so we feel alive in the midst of this kind of this consuming pleasure because that's what's generating it. The fullness of Christ is not. We We can see and taste and smell the other things. Great sex, great food, great whatever. Or the or the power that comes from a significant job or ministry or, or wealth or money or whatever. These are marvelous, marvelous counterfeits to the real life that God has provided to us. They're marvelous counterfeits. I don't use that word idol a lot, but that's what it becomes, because then the search for that becomes our idol, becomes our God, little g-God these longings that are only can only be met by Christ in us, which He's already met, whatever that behavior that we go to then becomes our appetite, becomes our addiction, and it energizes the addiction because, because we think that that's going to be what we're actually wanting and providing. And, and for a moment it provides it, but it's not. How 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 tragic and that's why i share this message because like like do we even dare imagine what we have in jesus if anyone is thirsty let him come to me and drink the words of jesus like 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 even though christ has met all of our needs at the deepest level we don't realize it we don't know it each of us is thirsty but we don't we don't want to we don't want to go there we don't want to experience the pain of Coming to terms with, with, this, with this thirst because then we just want to sexualize it or numb it in some way. And so we have this superficial understanding of the thirst of our soul because we're still trying to get it met through something, whether a fleshly behavior or whether through a person or a job or another identity that's apart from Christ. And so, of course, those other things, those marvelous counterfeits, as I call them, we're going to. They're going to provide that when God's not been tasted, the deepness of God hasn't been enjoyed. Of course, that's going to be what we go to because we haven't engaged this profound disappointment. Because that's the life the soul is the liveliest part of us. It's the spirit's the core of who we are, but the soul is where we it's our thinker, it's our feeler, it's our chooser, it's the part of us that's our personality. It's the part of us that, but if we blunt the pain of that, if we, if we block the pain of, of, of going there and, 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 engaging with the thirst of the soul, then of course, any type of false idol, false, uh, counterfeits going to be available to us. And we're going to be, we're going to be, um, <laughs> we're going to be susceptible for all kinds of things, not just those fleshy behaviors, but the self-help and the self-improvement crowd. Those messages are going to be because we think there's something wrong with us. We don't have the fullness of Christ in us. We don't have the thirst that's been. So we got to go out and improve ourselves. We got to go out and get something that we don't have. We're going to be a sucker for the self help group and the books, and the, they're just out there all the time. Never before, and that's infiltrated Christianity. It's infiltrated the church. And so. I say this out of love because this is the message that I, God's been giving me, and I want I, I want you to to engage it because um, you know these. <laughs> there's a reason why Jesus talks so much about drink of me and you will never thirst again, eat of me and you will never hunger again, because He's trying to to say to us that I think there's this there's this message that we've that. A lot of times Christianity has forgotten about, which is this dependency on Christ, this, this union, this source, which is really what those thirst verses are about. It's about a source. What is the source that I'm using to quench my thirst? First of all, do I even know I'm thirsty? And do I even recognize that most of that thirst is disappointment and pain? And then if I sexualize it, I'm going to an outside source to meet something only God can meet. But this idea of dependency, like our man's dependency on God, like, like, like I think a lot of Christians would, say, would acknowledge that and say, oh, yeah, well, we all need God. But what are we talking about? What do we need God for? <laughs> what do we need God for? Are we needing God for a better life, whatever that is, right? And sh- certainly they would say salvation, right? But what about the Christian life? Like Christ meeting our needs moment by moment, day by day. And when we go to an outside source to get our needs met, we're living apart from Christ. We're still in Christ. We're walking by the flesh. But there's, isn't there more for us? That's, what I've, that's this message God's given me. The more is not more of Jesus. He can't give us anything more. The more is understanding the fullness that we have, the freedom that we have, the source that's living in us, the living well. These thirst passages are there for a reason. We were built to enjoy only, we were made and created and built to enjoy what only God can provide. And so these longings actually are to draw us into a deeper dependency on Christ. Next time you start to feel that thirst, you start to feel that longing to go to whatever behavior that is, to go to pornography. What if in that moment you were able to pause and say, wait a minute, I have the living life of Christ in me, the fullness of his well in me. I don't have to go to this. I can depend on Christ. Have we tasted that? Have we Have we tasted and seen that God is good? And there's so many, so many, I was, I was a very sincere Christian that lived so long. I was, I was, I was trying to be faithful in my faith week after week, year after year, year. And then at some point I, I woke up, at some, and this addiction that I had for twenty years, in this Christian life, and I kept thinking and reading these scriptures about you're, you're you're free, you're a new creation, and you're you're this abundant life that Jesus talked about. I'm like, where is this? I'm not I'm not experiencing it. And I think I think there's a lot more I could say about that part of it, but then the Holy Spirit and His gentleness and His kindness began to reveal these truths to me it wasn't anything that i was missing but here's here Matt let me let me share with you let me encourage you with what i already have given to you and now let's talk about this thirst that you're experiencing this longing because then ultimately really what what are we longing for what are we thirsting for we're thirsting for him we may not realize that we may not see that but that's there And so, well, the longer we stay away from the, the pain, the hurt, the longer we stay away from the, the, the thirst of the soul, uh, the more I think, the, more, the longer we stay away from dealing with that, uh, the more ingrained these lying beliefs are going to be. And the more these strongholds of these fleshly behaviors are going to be because we've not tasted and seen that the Lord is good, we've not drank from the living well. And that's what our life becomes. Our life becomes this this pursuit to get this pain met. And yet Christ has met all of our needs. And so I want to end with this. Just a couple of encouraging thoughts, because I want I want to, you know, first of all, leave you with the scripture. So what do we what are we to do? Right? What's our part in all this? Right? How do we how do we kind of face our thirst? Well, I think we have to recognize number one that our thirst has already been quenched, but we don't realize it. And so John 15, 5 talks about what's our part. Well, our part's dependence. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. That's where you lie. You already live in Christ. You already live in him. Thirst has been quenched. But how do we face it? I think the first thing we have to do is we have to to really kind of ask some tough questions. Like, like I've just gotten to this point in my life now where I just, I question everything, not out of skepticism, not wanting to be a skeptic, but realizing that much of life and what the world is producing out there is confusion and disappointment. And so I think we've got we've to question everything and, and also not question, I'm not talking about questioning our salvation or questioning the goodness of God, but I think we can take our questions to God and we need to guy why did this happen why why did i face this rejection why did i absolutely god can handle it number 1 but face that face the disappointment face the thirst that's in our soul face the pain because because if we don't if we don't we're going to keep going to an outside source And so we can look to now these other relationships that we have, these other behaviors that we're going to as as a way that we're we're using them. We're using them to, to meet this need of deep disappointment. Where Christ is calling us to depend on him, to live from him. We're looking to another person or a relationship or a behavior or an addiction or something to meet what only God can meet. So I would say... I would say, how do we face it? I think we, well, number one, we have to face it. We have to recognize it. And we ask, we ask those questions. And I think the tougher the question, the better. Like, what do I, what do I believe? What do I, I believe about myself, my identity, about God and, and, and the struggles of life, about this addiction that I can't seem to get over? Like, ask the tough questions. That's what I do all the time when I'm meeting with, when I'm meeting with people. Because there's a lot of confusion, right? Like we, like, we want to know truth. We want to know what really is the greater reality of Christ in us. And yet there's a lot of confusion. And so, and then I think we just, we then, then as we go there, and, and, and I will say this, yes, it will be painful because we're engaging stuff that we've numbed for so long, that we've pushed aside for so long. And so now we can begin to kind of, uh, be more self aware or ask the questions uh ask the questions of where is this deep disappointment coming from and what am i what what am i what am i using to get this need met and then always 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 the invitation always the invitation is taste and see that i'm good drink of me and you will never thirst again eat of me and you will never hunger again I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That's always the invitation. It's in, it's dependency. Our role is always dependency and always trust. And the more that we go to these outside sources and we realize they just not they're just not cutting it and not meeting it. Sure, we can go to something else and something different and most people spend their whole lives doing that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we are simply invited to come home to where we already are at rest and at peace, and that we are fully free because He's quenched our thirst. He's set us free. He's satisfied our deepest longings, and we can drink of that every day and experience Him every single day. And so, yes, I will say this to end I, I sexualized my pain for 20, 20 plus years. And as I began to engage and, and realize what God had made available to me through the fullness of Christ in me and my union with him and my freedom that I had in him, as he began to reveal that, I began to explore this disappointment, this, this, the ache in my soul and the longing in my soul and the thirst in my soul and realizing that I was going to a source that was never going to pr- provide, was never going to live up to it. it, promised a whole lot, but it was never, it was never going to provide what it was meant for. And God began to reveal what all I had in him. And I began to to realize that this abundant life already lived in me because it was his abundant life in me. And guess what? That began to quench the thirst of my soul. And it's it's a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong process. Every day I have the choice. You have the choice to wake up and choose what you're going to go to to quench your thirst. To be satisfied of. And God all along is just wooing us back. He's wooing us back and saying, man, I'm always here. I've always been here. And I'm never, I'm not going anywhere. No matter all the mess ups and all the the slip ups and all of that, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here with you always and always will be. And that, that is what overwhelms us. Because his love never goes away. His love never stops. His love never leaves. He never turns his head away from us and says, I'm done with you. Never. So engage those questions of the thirst. Face it. Because, because God, is, <laughs> God can handle it. He can handle all the tough questions and realize that most of what we're doing to, most of these behaviors that we're going to are to relieve the, the ache in our soul of the lying belief that we need something else to meet these needs. When Christ is saying, I've already met him, now drink of me. Now drink of me. And you'll never thirst again. Well, I hope that encourages you. I went a little longer today, but I hope that encourages you. Please reach out to us. Uh, we do offer one-on-one coaching. Uh, we, all have, we have a men's group, too, that meets once a week. If you'd like to find out more information about that, please send us an email. And we'd love to get back to you. So, as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.